right, Megan. So since tonight is our Halloween spooky episode, Halloween, perfect book, um, perfect day. I got us some special wine. Ooh. To go, I tried to fit it to the theme of our book. Oh. Um. So. Okay. Okay. Ready? Yeah. Got us some seven moons. Oh. Dark side red blend. Ooh. It's such a pretty bottle. Can I hold that? Yeah. It just seemed pretty witchy. Oh, no, it is very witchy. Yeah. What is the ABV on this? I didn't even read the back or anything. I just purely picked it by label. So if you want to educate yeah. me on the wine I bought <laughs> on the one bottle, there's another bottle. Discover the dark side. Seven moons dark side red blend. Celebrating the phases of the moon by combining seven grape varietals into a dark, rich red blend with a lush mouthful. Uncork, pour, and enjoy by the moonlight. Beautiful. That's like perfect. Perfect. I, I told, solely picked these wines by the label. No, I mean, and then, do what you gotta do. I don't know what ABV this is. I can't find it. It's nice and chilled though. I like a good chilled red blend. Yeah, that's why I put it in the fridge because I know we both prefer it to be. I feel like when it's hot, I get hot and I get hot so easily. Same. <laughs> Okay, and then the second bottle I got to fit our witchy Halloween theme. Yes. What is, is it? Prayers of Sinners. Oh, that's a cool And label. I just loved it. It's got like, there's skulls on the ground, uh, like an octopus tentacle wrapping around this guy in a suit. What but, is the description of that but one? But the top of him is a skeleton and he's praying. That is so cool. We have to keep that bottle. Okay. Um, this one, it's also a red blend. Yum. 2017 Red Blend from Washington State. Oh. One's true self lies somewhere between a virtuous good side and an, and an indulgent dark side. Oh, so true. In a world full of temptation, we all indulge from time to time. This Red Blend is for the sinner and all of us. The dark side, the craze decadent, smooth, and luxurious red wine. Whether you're a sinner or a saint, we're all the same at the core. The truth will be revealed in the dark. That is the perfect <laughs> label for this book. Holy snap. Ah, I didn't even Crackle read it. and pop. Perfect. Ooh. And this one? 14.5%. Damn, we're going to have to pop that one next. <laughs> Hell yeah. Okay. Go well, me. Good thing. Okay, he's driving me home tonight. Yeah. And then I got you a little special treat. Oh, my goodness. Okay. I was really excited. Okay. I thought about waiting for your birthday, but I can't wait that long. I mean, December is a long time from now. Yeah, so. I wonder what it is. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck this shit show. <laughs> Gratitude journal for tired ass women. How would you know? Like just, oh, this is so cool. I was so excited to give that to you. I know how stressed you've been. Oh, so stressed. And I saw it and I was like, oh, maybe this can help her deal with her stress. <laughs> but when I get to the first page, asshole of the day. Today I'm proud I didn't. Today I'm happy I did. I'm lucky to be home. <laughs> Usually it's more like I'm lucky to be home to nap. I love my naps. <laughs> Draw some shit here. 
Today's shit list. People, places, or things. Other shit to remember. Oh, and down here, you rate your uh, your mood in pineapples. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're going to share a picture of this absolutely yes. to our Insta and Facebook. Oh, yeah. We'll take a picture of our wine, the wine labels, too. This is the best. <laughs> I can't wait to fill this in. Uh, I was really excited. I was like, oh, Megan needs this. Ah, uh, you just... <laughs> Oh, I love it. Thank you so much. Thank You're you. You're welcome. Okay. Whew. All right. Well, I guess we can get into this actual thing. Yeah, I guess so. Um, I need some more wine. Do oh, yeah. Wine? Let's do that. I mean, I guess just finish the bottle. Just finish it. Oh. That was a pre-clink. That was a pre-clink. That was a premature clink. All right. <laughs> and, we and we clink. And drink. And drink. Oh, oh, that's such a good red. Chilled. Chilled reds are the best. All right. Well, um, if you didn't know already, you're listening to Read Around the Rosé, the podcast full of prose. We're just two friends who love reading fictional murder mysteries and dystopian novels while drinking wine. This is the book club podcast that you, you never knew you wanted. I'm Nicole. And I'm Megan. And tonight... We are discussing The Craftsman by Sharon Bolton. Dun, dun, dun. So excited about this one. This is a good read. Yes. Was, oh, my goodness. I uh, loved listening and reading this. It was perfect for a Halloween episode. Oh, every every twist and turn, I was like, oh, perfect. Perfect book choice. I love this. Okay. Yes. Sorry. I'm okay. so excited. So here is the synopsis once again, brought to you by Goodreads.com. Catching him will make her career and change her forever. August 1999. On the hottest day of the year, Assistant Commissioner Lawrence Lovelady attends the funeral of Larry Glassbrook, the convicted murderer she arrested 30 years earlier. A master carpenter and funeral director, Larry imprisoned his victims alive in the caskets he made himself. Clay effigies found entombed with their bodies suggested a motive beyond the worst human depravity. Two. 1969. 13-year-old Patsy Wood has been missing for two days, the third teenager to disappear in as many months. New to the Lancashire police force and struggling to fit in, WPC Lovelady is sent to investigate an unlikely report from school children claiming to have heard a voice calling for help, a voice from deep within a recent grave. August 1999. As she tries to lay her ghost to rest, Lawrence is drawn back to the Glassbrook's old house in the shadow of Pendle Hill, where she once lodged with the family. She is chilled by the discovery of another effigy, one bearing a remarkable resemblance to herself. Is the killer still at large? Is Florence once again in terrible danger? Or this time, could the fate in store be worse than even her darkest imaginings? Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> ah. That was really good. What a good yeah. synopsis of just like the book in general. Mm-hmm. All right. So what do you got for me today? Let's see here. My first question for you. Uh, this takes place in the late 60s, and Florence is the first woman on their police force. What did you think of the way her superiors and fellow officers treated and spoke to her, and how do you feel about the way she handled herself? I thought they spoke to her like she was a piece of trash. It was awful, and it made, like, the super pro woman girl power in me just, like, 
I was extremely like mm-hmm. every time I heard like the things they would say to her, I like cringed. Yep. Because I hated it so much. And especially like right before she became like got to wear like normal clothes. Mm-hmm. She had to wear like like a dress. Not like a dress, but like the uniform with a skirt mm-hmm. with pantyhose. And when she dug up the um the first victim and she ripped her pantyhose, that was like the first thing they were concerned about was her appearance. And I was like, what the fuck? That's yeah. not cool. And just the way they talked to her, they talked to her like she didn't know anything. And they were so offended that she was an educated woman that they were just like even more not trying to listen to her. It was bullshit. Yeah. Oh, totally. It made me so heated. Yeah. So I don't think you've watched the show, but you remember the show I told you I I watched over the summer, uh, Mad Men? Yes. It also took place in the late 60s, 70s. And this is absolutely how women were treated in the workforce back then. That is awful. I know Mad Mad Men is a fictional show, but it it depicted like how things actually were back then, and I can't even imagine. Like it's still this book had fucking patriarchy written all over it. Oh, and we're gonna get into a fucking patriarchy question (laughs) next for sure because same thing. Because (laughs) just kind of like a side note. To this question, I had written down, like, is it just me, or did this have fucking patri- patriarchy all over it? All over it? Yes. Ugh, like, everywhere. Everywhere. It was... Frustrating. It was really tough. Like, it was interesting to get that perspective, because at first, listening to it, I was like, okay, what's going on? Because I, I chose to listen to this book, and I was just like, okay, what, like, what year is it? And I thought, because a lot of the, some of the books we've been listening to lately... Um, if they're in the past, they're like in present, like closer to nowadays. So it was like interesting for it to be in like the sixties, but the now day in the book to be in the nineties. So mm-hmm. I was like, Oh, okay, this is a little interesting. Yes, like it was good to see like the progression right of Florence, but it sucked like hearing how she was treated oh. as the first woman police officer. Oh, the second part of my question, I think you forgot about that. How did Sorry. you feel about how she handled herself? Oh, she did a great job. I don't think I personally would have been able to hold my tongue like that. Yeah, I she think I, so good. I think I would have had real attitude problems. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't have been able to do it either. Like she composed the way she composed herself and carried herself and she still stood up for herself but in a way that was like that proved she belonged where she was. Oh yeah, absolutely. Where I think I would have reacted um very quickly and kind of short-temperedly well yeah i would have been fired immediately (laughs) yeah like i think i could only like take it for so long like i could maybe let a couple comments go by but then after like the fifth one i'm gonna be like "Mm -mm, nope 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 okay this leads like perfectly (laughs) into my next question okay go so i'm gonna ask it were you surprised when flossie was questioned as an accomplice to the case okay you ruined one of my questions. Well, sorry. <laughs> but this leads like perfectly into what we're talking about. Yeah. Um I thought that was fucking bullshit. Oh. Uh-huh. A hundred percent bullshit. Because if I I don't remember the exact quote, but it was something along the lines of you've had such great insights into this case and you've been right about this and that that it 
it doesn't mean you're a great uh, officer and detective. It means you must be the suspect. Urgh. And so in my notes, I wrote, I wrote, I was heated. Fucking patriarchy. And I drew like an evil, <laughs> like smiley face with the, like the mean eyebrows because I was oh, yeah. so I upset. See it. I see it. Yeah, I was, I mean, I was irritated, but it, it didn't like super heat me up. I was, but I was like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" I was Seriously? like, "Of course, of course, you'd question her. It, I, the oh, only one that like is competent to start figuring shit out." It was also another. It was like fucking patriarchy and fragile masculinity. Mm. You can't have a woman show you up. Sure can't. She definitely can't just be good at her job. She was the murderer. Seriously? <sighs> oh my god, it was super frustrating. That was really, really frustrating. I was. Yes. Sorry to bust one of your questions, but that just means we're we're kind of on the same wavelength today. Yep. Awesome. Once again. Okay. What did you think of the way the story was told, how it started in the present, 30 years after the crime, telling you who died and that they were and that they were the killer, and then the story of how everything took place leading up to how he was caught. And obviously I wrote that question before I Oh, yeah. No, he was not actually the killer, but still, how did you feel about how this book was told? I actually really liked the layout. At first, I was like, okay, so she's at a funeral for someone that she caught, and this made her career. Okay, cool. And then it went into the past, and I was like, oh, yeah. I'm going to get to figure out why she became this badass bitch. And it was such a good story that I was actually kind of sad when it ended and it got yeah. back to the present. But even then, when I got back to the present, like it escalated so mm-hmm. much, so rapidly that I was, I just, I loved the whole layout of the entire book. I loved it too. Like the majority of the book was the past. And I kept, it was one of those that I couldn't predict. I, no, I, I didn't know what was going on or like what they were leading up to because. They started off by telling you who the killer was. There were so many elements in this book that fit, honestly, just Halloween in general. And I was just like, okay, what else is going to happen? Like, give me more. What else, like, crazy shit's going to be thrown at me? Yeah, but, like, I can't make any predictions. I don't know where, because I didn't know where they were going because they started off with the answer. Or so I thought. Oh, and I did, too. (laughs) I was like, yes, I already know. Yeah. Womp, womp, womp. Yep. Yep. Did not. We didn't know. Um, but it was I, good. I really enjoyed it. Because usually lot. you're spot on, mm-hmm. and you're like you always pinpoint what's going on way before I do. But I did kind make of, a prediction dur- at, while reading, not about the whole entire thing, but so this was after um, after Florence was captured. Mm. Like she was obviously drugged, and yeah, in her mind she's thinking. That her friends, um, Daphne and Avril. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Um, had drugged her and they were behind all of this and everything. Mm. I wrote, and this was before she was yeah. saved. I wrote, what if the witches, Daphne and Avril, didn't set her up? Maybe they drugged her wine hoping she'd fall asleep and stay put? Larry was watching her and took the opportunity to get rid of her so she couldn't prove it was him. Well, half right. How cool yeah. is that? Yeah. Yeah. And then as soon as she got captured, I was like, 
yes, I was right. Because I was like, no. I was like, the witches can't be a part of it. No. We no. like them. <laughs> I like the witches. They were her friends. They couldn't just be setting her up this whole time. So I had that thought and I was like, oh, they're trying to trick me. I was like, what if? And so I wrote it. I made sure to write that down. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Is it my turn to ask you? Uh, or did, did I just you ask just you? just asked one. Okay. Go. Okay. <laughs> I couldn't remember. What were your thoughts on the craftsmen and how they wanted to create a new type of slave? A never resting soul. So, like me personally, I truly thought the whole book until the end that the craftsman was a reference to Larry Glassbrook and how he was just a great craftsman with making like his coffins and his handiwork. Mm-hmm. And then at the end, I was like, oh, he's not the craftsman. What? So, I was really thrown by that. So, there was a thing I had caught on at the beginning of the. I don't know if it's the beginning of the book, but it's well before they explained who the actual craftsmen were. Yeah. Um, Dwayne was showing Florence his model of the town that he made. Mm-hmm. And she said to him, she's like, wow, you're quite the craftsman. And if you remember, he got really offended. He's like, why would you say that to me? Oh, and I did not pick up on that. That's a good point. Yeah. Like now I'm remembering what you're talking about, but damn. Yeah, he was like, why would you say that to me? And I was thinking, why would he get so mad over such a common term? But I, like, the name of the book is The Craftsman. So I was like, there's got to be another meaning. But then so much story went on that I just kind of was like, oh, maybe not. But then at the end, you find out that The Craftsman is like, I guess it's it was like the male. Ugh. I don't know. Like, they never called them warlocks in the book, but they're 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 like. I guess it was like the male which dark magic. Yeah, they were the dark magic yeah. coven, and it was I think all men. Um, but yeah, I thought that that was really crazy. What about like the part of the never resting soul, and Ugh. like just creating like the person that like would be in their body when they weren't needed, but their body was decaying and dead, and they had no idea. Oh yeah, and that that is part, the most torturous sad thing i could ever imagine being trapped underground not knowing you're dead and like trying to claw your way out or just being stuck forever i that's horrifying terrifying that is definitely thing that's a thing of nightmares it's just like a how do they know this was like even possible and be like ugh. Ew. Yeah. And was it just for power? Is that why they needed these young souls? That's what I assumed because the men that were in this, um, in their own coven of seven, I assume they just wanted the power to be strong. Yeah. I was like, what are they using them? Because they were like, their souls were enslaved. I don't know if they ever specifically were like, okay, this is what they're being used for. Like power and money is what I'm assuming. Yeah. It had to be. But that's so fucked up. And to be that poor soul that was trapped like that forever. I'm glad the witches dug up Patsy and burned her so that she didn't have to go through that fate. I was really confused by that at the beginning. I was like, because, you know, she got the call, like, you have to burn mm-hmm. the body or she'll never rest. I yeah. was like, well, what does that mean? Right. And I was like, maybe it's just because she was, like, killed in such a horrifying way. But to find out, like, the actual reason why, I was like, yes. Okay. I'm so glad they took care of that. 
as that that's a, a fate worse than death. Right. Okay, so this is my last question for you. Yeah. Um, did you ever suspect Tom or any of the other Glassbrooks as the actual culprit? Get out of my head. <laughs> <laughs> so my question was <laughs> Did you ever assume Tom was a part of it? Or or when did you put all the connections together? I didn't. <laughs> I didn't think it was Tom. I mean, when they started to question if Larry was the real killer, I started to like try to maybe think about who it could be. And I guess Tom was a slightly in the back of my head, like maybe, but I kept thinking like, no, like they're in love. Yeah, I didn't, I honestly didn't even suspect Tom until Flossie um, later in, you know, um, the 90s. The, she found the envelope with all the pictures in it from Larry hidden in the garden. Mm-hmm. And they found a fingerprint of Tom's. And I was like, wait. But they didn't. I remember that they wore gloves. How was his fingerprint on it? And so on my phone, I was actually showering while I was listening to this. I grabbed my phone as I was showering, dried off my hands, of course. Uh-huh. And I typed in, OMG, it's fucking Tom. Tom fucking did it. How the fuck? What, like, how is he so involved? Did like, they say all because that of the his, fingerprint? Did they say his fingerprint was found before she called him out on it? Oh yeah, I must have missed that. You must have because I don't remember them. I thought that was something you would catch way before me. No, but you know, I listened while I'm working. True, so I could have phoned out or something. But I, re- I didn't think they brought up the fact that it was Tom's fingerprint until oh, she yeah. had him at the lake. Nope, they found out. that's how she put it all together. That's how she I remember, put the effigy together and how she, like, connected all the dots. I remember her Tom. asking her to have the fingerprints pulled. I don't remember them revealing. Yep, they found one of Tom. I don't remember them revealing that. And then, Damn it. I, I remember, wish I had. Yeah, because I was just like, wait, they wore gloves. That doesn't make any sense because it was a very specific part. He was like, okay, we didn't want to contain any evidence. Yeah, because I would have had a very... extra pair. They put it on. And then she got there. She was like, did you find any fingerprints on it? Like, oh, we found one. It was Tom. And then they played it off like, oh, she was like, oh, well, I guess we just weren't careful enough. That's why she snuck it into her bag. And that's how she made the connections oh, between everything in the bathroom. See, I remember all of that part. I must have, somebody must have come to my desk or something right at the moment where they actually said it was Tom's fingerprint. And I just missed that completely. Oh, my- damn it. I wish I had heard it. I probably would have had a very different reaction. Because I'm just like, oh, I figured it oh. out. But God damn it, it was Tom. I liked him. I did too. I mean, but obviously at the end, he can go fuck himself. But I liked him. I did suspect um, Cassie, though. I, I for sure did too. Because even as a child, she was, or a teenager, same thing. She was a weird, creepy girl. She was into some very strange things, yes. Like, just her whole demeanor she was very kind of cold and just acted a little creepy like the things she would say and do like she just yeah i i was like mm, maybe it was her the whole time and larry's covering i mean he did cover for her but i guess yeah and he thought the wrong but he, he thought he was covering for luna oh the other one. and luna was the younger sister and she was portrayed like as just like the sweeter younger kind of naive one a little bit so i really didn't suspect her at all until florence ran into her at the house yep and she was like oh i'm here to burn it down and 
the things she was saying, like the way she was acting, like I was like, okay. And then the other thing was Sally, the mom. Yeah, the way that um, uh, when Ben Florence's yeah. son was like, she doesn't have dementia. She's faking it. I was like, is this whole family in on it? That's what I thought too initially. Like, I was like, God damn, it's a like, big like. Larry is ugh. covering for the whole family. Or they all had something to do with it, and he just took the full rap for it. Like, I was I was blaming the Glassbrooks for sure. Tom, there were some things that had been said. I honestly didn't know he had a wife. Like, that was going to be another question. I didn't write it down. But I was really confused. So, like, at the beginning, it seemed like he was single. He was always there. I thought that, too. And then all of a sudden, like, him and Florence slept together, and then he had a wife? I think it was implied because she had dropped him off a couple times and she was like, oh, there's movement from the window. Sure, so, but I, I didn't put the connections together until I think it was it, actually said. Yeah, I think it was implied, but I also kind of thought he was single and and everything until she was outside calling Florence yeah. a whore. Yeah, that was an interesting <laughs> part. I was like, wait, 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 who's this? But she knew that he was married. It wasn't a surprise to oh. her. Oh, yeah, for sure. So, yeah, but it was. I'm sure they probably, it was probably one of those things they said that we just were like, eh, not that important. Glan- just glanced over. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, I I think it's your turn. Okay. So we already talked about Tom. Yeah. Creepy Tom. Um, So my next one is, why do you think the craftsmen let Flossie find and take Ben? Why didn't they attack her in the basement? Uh, I don't think they did let her find him. She had, she was part of the witches. Yeah. And she had the power of, what did they call it? Is it divination? Is that how you say it? I'm not sure. She had the divine power where she can see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess I'm more speaking of like, yes, I know there were obstacles while she was in the warehouse and all that. But when she was down there going to get Ben, it did take her a while to find him. But once she got him, she kind of just like they ran out of there together. I just figured there was going to be a huge like group. Where she would have to, like, fight them and battle them. Well, all the witches were at the four corners. Yes. uh, Using all of their combined powers and energies to protect her. Oh, okay. And so I don't think that the craftsmen knew she was was there. Good, overpowered, evil in every sense of the way because she overpowered I don't think that they let her. I think that they didn't... They didn't think she would find them. And then she had that whole coven behind her, um, protecting her and, and things like that. So I don't think it was a matter of let. Okay, because she was just so worried the whole time. She's like, they know where I'm at. Right. They're going to get me. And then, like, yeah, there was a little obstacles with her fear and letting it take mm-hmm. over. And they but- probably had some sort of, I, I don't know how you would say it, some sort of uh, spell or whatever over the mill that he was kept in. Yeah. To maybe trick her, deceive her that she was in the wrong place or to amplify her fear and maybe make her turn around. But I think they thought that was strong enough that they didn't have to actually physically be there to keep her from getting Ben. So I don't think it was the fact that they were going to let, they just straight up were like, oh, well, she found found them, she can have them. Okay. I, think, I think she had all of those things, um, all of her coven behind her 
using every ounce of their energy to protect to protect them and get get them out of there. No, that's a great point. I was just like, oh, they just kind of let her. But no, yeah. you're right. Like she had so many forces behind her, mm-hmm. helping her and guiding her and giving her like the like strength to be able to do it. Yeah, that's a good response. And it's her son, so she also had the mama bear oh thing going on. Or sure, <laughs> I don't know how. Like there were so many times she was like, okay, I want to freak out. I know that, like, I can't do this. Let me, like, center myself and get it together. I was like, you go, girl. I would have been freaking out. (laughs) Okay. Here's my, uh, like, put yourself into the book sort of question. It's not necessarily a what would you do. Okay. It's just, and I only have one, so I'm just going to ask it, and then you can. Fire away. Fire away at me. Sounds good. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So. Other than being buried alive, because they covered that pretty good in this book. Sure did. What method of dying are you most fearful of? Well, fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Figured I had to go dark. Can I put it in the answer of a movie? I don't know, but I just figured my question had to go dark because it's it's our Halloween episode. (laughs) So I I know you haven't seen it, and this is like a movie that you need to watch with me, but The Escape Room. Okay. That movie covers all of my deepest fears. So, being burned alive, being frozen to death, being smushed to death by, like, walls that are closing in and you can't stop. Oh, God. And uh, the other, another one that was, like, really trippy was, like, the whole room was on the ceiling and you had, like, the bottom fell out. So, it was, like, upside down? Yeah. And, like, the bottom was, like, a black pit where you fell and died. Wait. I think I need that one explained to okay. me a little bit so, more. So, like, imagine all of the furniture in this room is on the ceiling. Uh-huh. And you're hanging on to the furniture on the ceiling, and the floor is gone. Okay, okay. So, I feel like that kind of embodies, like, uh-huh. all of my biggest fears. <laughs> I would hate to be frozen to death. That sounds like... that. That's awful. Uh, burned alive? I feel like, of the ones you just listed, I feel like fr- freezing to death might be my... Favorite's not probably the right right word, but if I had to choose one of the ways you just mentioned, oh, probably freezing to death because I feel like you would just be so cold and you would just kind of pass out and drift off. Yes, but like but versus burning, being burned to death, burning, you're fully awake and yes, aware, and you're just screaming. Yeah, that sounds yes. really really horrible. <laughs> so I feel Ugh. like um, if I had a into that in a movie, The Escape Room. Those scenes. Okay. We're just kind of like, oh, that's terrifying. I definitely do need no. to watch that movie with you. Yeah. I not, think, not to give you a whole bunch of spoilers away. It's just different rooms in the in the movie. I think for me, um, probably burning, like you just said, and or drowning. Oh, see, that was part of the um, freezing to death. Have you stepped oh. on the ice and you stepped on a um, a thin spot you could fall in? Okay, so it was drowning and freezing. Yeah. Mm. I feel like drowning into frozen water would uh, oh, yeah, that would suck. be as equal as I guess alive. I was just thinking like being stuck in the snow or something. That's when you said uh, freezing. That, that was one part of it, but it, oh. that, that had like a two part <laughs> in the movie. Uh-huh. So I'm like either or would suck. Yeah, no, definitely. Okay. Ugh. All right, well, I'm just going to sit back and drink my wine and... Try to answer your questions. Okay. Well, there some's funny, some some's not, sorry. 
this is this is a hard like I really thought about it how can I like take a what would you do and make it like a funny entertaining can can do that with this book it's okay it's, this is supposed to be a spooky episode sounds good <laughs> um if you were one of the witches in the coven and <laughs> oh damn it that reminds me I had another question for you oh so okay Shit. just interrupt me that's fine sorry I'm going to okay pause for me I guess I'm gonna I'm gonna sip wine <laughs> I'm going to finish this class now. Okay. Fuck me, huh? Sorry. <laughs> you mentioned witches, and I was like, no, it's damn it. <laughs> I did have one more question for you. <laughs> no, it's fine. I was just about to, like, get into it. You're like, wait, no. Okay. I'm going to stop. Oh, I'm so I'll, dumb. I'll drink. Okay. So we're going a little out of order in the way I was supposed to ask this question, but <laughs> I I downloaded an actual discussion guide for this book. Oh. And I, I did not. I liked this question from it. Oh, okay. So, um, are you more interested in or more symp- sympathetic with witchcraft now? I'm more interested in sympathetic, but that also comes down. So, backstory. When I was little, one of my favorite movies was the Scooby-Doo movie with, like, like the uh, the witches in it. It was the one with the vampires, and one was, um, it was like a competition, like a music competition. And it was different acts on the stage, and there was this vampire group, and they were, like, really cool. And there was this guy that stole the magical book that, and he, like, made this evil witch come up. And I'm I'm sure I'm just rambling at this point. But it was so awesome, and, and I loved it so much that I was little, and I was, like, trying to, you know, I had my own little spell book that I would try to rhyme and walk around <laughs> with sticks trying oh to cast God. spells. I love that. And so I loved it. I loved the background. I loved learning the facts that were in this book. Facts or not, fiction or nonfiction. I thought it was just really interesting. I've always been really interested in witch type healings and just anything in that realm. I mean, my favorite show was Charmed Yeah. of all time. Like, love Charmed. And I know that's I – li- I like the elements of, like, being able to like cleanse a house mm-hmm. with different like um, herbs and sages and stuff that I would like to get into, yeah. but I have limited knowledge myself. So I would say for myself, it definitely made me more interested in it. Oh, yeah. I've already had kind of a similar interest in you. I don't think I was writing my own spells and um, going around the house when I was a little I kid. I was in elementary school, okay? <laughs> No, I wish I could have seen it. I loved it. <laughs> That's what me and my friends would do. I'm just saying, I, I don't think I took it to that level. And it probably wasn't until I was older that I started to have an interest. Yeah. Um, and actually, Alicia, not that long ago, sent me a Groupon, which I w- kind of wish I had gone ahead and bought. It was like a course on how to be a witch. <laughs> that sounds cool. <laughs> and... He's probably never going to listen, so I'm going to go ahead and say it. Okay. <laughs> My main motivation for doing it. Oh. Because he would hate it. Oh, he would hate it so much. He would hate it so Man much. That I never want to hang out with again. Oh, my God. My, I mean, would also hate it. Sure. Just because they're. Wait, but. I just have this interest in these other things that it's not okay. But I I really, as an adult, I'm interested. And I don't think it's like, I don't know what I'm trying to say. 
I don't, I don't know. I just think it would be really fun to learn. I think it would be too. I mean, if anything, it might help you. Like, uh, I feel like the underneath tones of it or just being accepting of who you are, cleansing your body, cleansing your house, Mm -hmm. positive vibes. Yeah. That's from what I understand. But I mean, obviously, I don't know a whole bunch, but I think those aspects of it are awesome. You want to see if a Groupon's still available? Take the course with me. I will absolutely take a course <laughs> with you. Okay, now I'm officially done, and oh, okay, and you can go. Oh, am I allowed now? I'm sorry. I, I you you reminded me <laughs> that I I was like, damn it, I had one no. More it was good a good question. question. It was a good question. I'm glad you got to it. Okay, <laughs> if you were in the witch coven and the only way you could tell time was the moon. Would you be able to do it or would you break down and buy a clock? Currently, like right now, could I tell like, time by, by the moon? Sure. Fuck no. <laughs> like fuck no to telling time by the moon or fuck no to getting a clock? Fuck no, I could not tell you what time it is by the moon. Like you, you learned it though. Like if that was your only means of telling time was like you had no clocks in the house. And you just had to look at the moon. Oh, I thought you were saying, like, currently my knowledge of reading <laughs> I mean, like, time. currently right now in your life, if you have the knowledge. <laughs> I, was like, I was I confused you. I'm sorry. You did. I was like, you, I was like me as my current knowledge with the knowledge I currently have. No, if you had the knowledge <laughs> of being okay. able to track the moon. So if I'd been learning and practicing that. Sure, sure, sure. Would I just keep doing that or break down by a clock? Yeah. Like, would I get frustrating or would you just buy a clock? I feel like... I mean, I'm going to have a cell phone. Wait. Are we in present day? Or We're in we, present day. Or are we in 99? We're in present day. Or 69? <laughs> like, 69. Well, they no, were in 69 we're in, in the book. We're in present day. Okay, in present day. Yeah, there's no getting away from a clock. But if that was how I have been practicing telling time, I might try to not rely on a clock as much. Okay. I might try to rely on the sun and the moon. To keep track of the time just so I wouldn't lose that skill. But I don't think there's any getting away from a clock in present day. Oh, yeah. I agree. I mean, my cell phone tells me that, oh, it's 11-11. Make (laughs) Make a a wish. wish. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Wish made. So, yeah, I think there's just no really uh, practical way of getting around a clock in present day. Fair enough. But I think I would try to constantly um, keep track of the time by the sun and the moon just to keep that skill alive. No? Yeah. I think it's great. That was my only lighthearted one. Sorry. Oh, good. Um, <laughs> let, me, let me take some wine. All right. Um, so what would you do if you found a clay effigy of yourself? Like present day right now. Oh, man. Well, where did I find it? Uh, I didn't, I didn't think that far. I think it matters. Um, in your mailbox. Okay, I was gonna say like, do I find it at home? Do I find it at work? Do I find it? You find a clay effigy of yourself in your mailbox while you're grabbing your mail. So anybody could have either mailed it to me or just walked by and placed it in. Sure, both options are valid. (sighs) Oh man. I don't know. <laughs> First off, I probably wouldn't actually know what it is, if I'm being honest. Okay. I'd probably be like, oh, there's a clay figure that 
sort of looks like me. It has all these like pins sticking out of it and all this crazy shit. Oh, because it was similar to like a voodoo doll. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, I would be pretty freaked out trying to figure out who my enemies were, um, who wants to hurt me and why. Beyond that, though, I don't know what I would do. <laughs> That's fair enough. That's a good response. I, I don't fucking know. I would definitely be freaked out. I don't think you should um, it would make give me, it to anyone else. No, it would make me paranoid. Um, oh, it, yeah. it would make me go down the list and question all of my, even if, even some of my friends. I'd be thinking, like, uh, who did I get in a fight with recently? Or did I make somebody mad? Or Who in my past um, did I pissed off enough yeah. to, them to make a clay effigy of myself? Yeah, I think it would just make me go down a rabbit hole of what the fuck. So it might make you just... Like, round circles in your mind. Yeah, it would drive me crazy. Ugh. Okay. I think it would, because I would not be able to rest until I figured out what happened, but I wouldn't know how to really, truly go about figuring it out. No, I think that's a great response, (laughs) because I don't know what I would do. Yeah. All right, last one. If your son did the hide-and-go-seek noise, and you didn't touch him, but it was someone else, what would you have done? <laughs> so you, you're hearing that you're listening for your son but you touch oh yeah his, but you touch oh yeah i kept thinking that your son i kept thinking that the whole time Me too that's why i thought that's why i wrote it down i was like oh my god it's not gonna be ben he's not really there it's gonna be something crazy i thought it was going to be one of the craftsmen and they were gonna like rise oh. up and like do something really yeah, or I, I thought it was just going to be like a corpse or a skeleton oh, yeah. or something. Because like tricks were being played on her. Oh, God. Yeah, I would, again, I would just freak the fuck out. <laughs> I mean, it's also pitch black and you don't know where you're going, so. Yeah, but if I thought I was going towards my son and he's making the mouse noise like they played when they were, when he was a kid playing hide and seek. First off, fuck that shit. Don't let my kids make fucking mouse noises as we're playing hide and go seek. Okay. Continue. <laughs> my um, future kids are banned from play, that. From playing hide and seek or making noise? Making eek noises. Eek. As I'm going to tell them. Awesome. I'm going to tell them. Hey, so when you play hide and seek, make sure you make really creepy mouse so noises. great. You're such a good friend. Or, or the... Oh, <laughs> fuck you. Well, I'm going to be the best aunt ever. Oh. I'm really excited. Anyway. <laughs> that's my um, future. Um, let's get back to the present. <laughs> yeah. Again, if I think I'm finding my son, he's making those eek noises. And I go touch like a dead body or a skeleton i'm just gonna scream and run away i don't know be alert <laughs> be probably if a i probably would <laughs> if it was pitch black down there i might pee myself a little oh yeah <laughs> i mean does does that have to happen for you to pee yourself a little no <laughs> <laughs> fair statement <laughs> That's what I'm here for. <laughs> <sighs> um, or I might just have a heart attack to just fucking faint. But she seemed yeah. a lot more badass than I am. A lot more brave. She was a badass bitch. Like, 
I can put up a front, but when it comes down to it with really scary things like in real life, I'm I'm pretty chicken. I want to I don't want to be by myself <laughs> in oh, this yeah. situation. I don't watch scary movies without you or Jorge. <laughs> so <laughs> by myself is not a good time. I get really paranoid. Like there was one uh, morning I was putting on makeup uh-huh. before work, and I was like, okay, I'm gonna listen to the Craftsman as I put on my makeup like on my like Bluetooth speaker. And I'm like listening to it, and as I'm putting it on, I have like one of those big mirrors. Uh-huh. I'm like getting really paranoid and looking around my shoulder a shit ton, and like I was not having a good morning. And then I realized I can't do that anymore while I put on makeup because of the mirror and looking around. <laughs> so I don't listen to books while I put on makeup at five twenty in the morning anymore. Since this is our Halloween episode, should, yeah. I, should I tell my one ghost story that I have? Oh, why not? I think you know it. Why not? (laughs) I'm going to drink some more wine while you tell it. So this is probably a year to a year and a half ago. Um, But, you know, I love paranormal stories. I love... Oh, yeah. They're very entertaining. I'm one of those I want to believe, but I'm not quite sure I do believe. But I'm not opposed to it. Like, I still just need more... You want to see it. I need more proof or evidence or something like no, that. No, I get that. And I feel like there's a lot of people that can identify with that for sure. Yeah. So I um, it was I was also getting ready for work. And it was, I don't know, around probably 7, 7.15. And I knew uh, my husband was in the shower. I could hear the shower running. He was in it. And I was in the kitchen by myself getting myself a glass of water. Um, so I'm standing there, cup to the ice and water dispenser and I feel a distinct pinch on my ass. Ow, ow. Not a muscle twitch or (laughs) anything like that. It was distinct enough. It was like an actual slight, not where it hurt, but slight pinch or grab. Enough that I literally spun around to see who the fuck just touched me <laughs> because I knew my husband was in the shower and we're the only two people that live here. Well, I guess if, uh... and nobody was there and you know, nothing has really happened since. So I don't know what that could have been. I can't say there's an actual ghost story, but it was freaky and I still can't explain it. If anything, I guess it should be a compliment that you have a great <laughs> ass. But you yeah. have some ass that I will just never forget that because I I mean it literally made me spin around to look to see who or what touched me and nothing was there. No, that's great. I I don't like it. I mean it's great <laughs> in the fact that like you can tell a story about it, but no, and I it was me. I understand what mm. you mean. I understand mm. what you mean, but I was like, what was that? <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I think that's all we got. I think that's all I got too. So, I guess now we get to tell you where to find us. Yeah. Well, you can find us at Read Around the Rose Instagram, Read Around the Rose at gmail.com, and Read Around the Rose for Facebook. Yep. And uh, we'd love to hear your questions, comments. Anything that you would just like to add to the conversation, maybe you thought of a question that we didn't ask each other, 
or you want to give us your response to some of the questions because this is a book club podcast and our book club, we want to share it with you guys and just yeah. have a great time discussing books because we do this all the time and we want to share it out with our friends and followers. And so far, you know, we're getting some listens and some followers, but we're not getting a whole lot of response. So as far as we know, we're the only people listening to this podcast right now, which is fine. It's fine. But we would love to know that maybe we're not alone. Yeah. Just let us know what you think. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, and next week, please join us for Watching You by Lisa Jewell. Oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> Can't wait to listen and read this book. Yes. That's going to be a good one. It's another uh, crime fiction Kind of like murder novel. mystery. Yeah. I was randomly just at Half Price Books, found it, told Nicole, hey, this looks like a good book, and we just agreed. So can't wait for watching you. And we would love for you to join us next week when we discuss it. Yep. Until then. Bye. You just listened to Read Around oh. the Rosé, the podcast full of rosé. Well, have a good night or day or evening or afternoon or whatever you're doing. <laughs> Bye. Bye-bye now. <laughs>